Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. And our scripture, our theme for the month, the new month, is supernatural wonders. When supernatural and wonders meet together, I think it's beyond human mind. Our God is a covenant-keeping God. He's not a man that he should lie. He's a spirit. And he will prove that he's our God. Our scripture is the same scripture, 34.10. And he said, Exodus 34.10. Exodus 34.10. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels, such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. I'm expecting something great in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor. Thank you for this hour. We thank you because our ears are open, our ears are inclined. We have come and we believe in the name of Jesus, we will hear. And as we hear every death thing around us, we live. We will live. And your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My opening scripture is from the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, we started looking at that on Thursday. 1 Kings chapter 18. Because of time, I will read and skip. I'll read the first two verses, then I'll skip to verse 41. 1 Kings. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. Verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now. Look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rains stop you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Uh, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he guarded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Praise the Lord. 
I say, praise the Lord. Now, to understand what is going on here, it will be good to quickly get into the context. Three years previously, there has been no rain. It had been tough in the land. There were all kinds of needs and all kinds of calamities happening. Then, uh, chapter 18, uh, after many days, the Bible has a way of describing things. Three years. But when the Bible talks of the three years, it's after many days. So for some of us, we think it's just three days. After many days, then the Lord, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. But now we get it that it was in the third year. Saying, go present yourself to Ahab. I will send rain on the earth. Can I prophesy straight to someone? Every drought in your life is about to experience some rains. In the name of Jesus. For three years, there was nothing. The context of this, because we skipped quite a bit of it. So what did Elijah do? The Bible said he went straight to present himself to King Ahab. But let me fill you in quickly. Ahab was looking for Elijah to kill. I mean, he was searching for him. It was so bad that if Ahab heard that Elijah was in a place, a village, a town, a city, he would go there just to catch him to kill. If for any reason he got there and he didn't find Elijah, he would massacre the entire village. Now God appeared. He said, go present yourself to Ahab. What a God we serve. And he didn't just say it in abstract. He said, I will send rain. So in other words, when Ahab sees you before he gets angry, tell him, I've come to bring rain. I have come to bring rain. And Ahab would not deny the fact that he needed the rain. As a matter of fact, we were told that it was so bad that Ahab would call Obadiah, his cook. And you say to Obadiah, let's split the whole land into two. You go right, I go left, all in search of water. He said, because all the animals will die. It was that bad. So you can appreciate how much this water meant to King Ahab. I'm just trying to get you into the context of the story. And so Elijah now began to walk to go present himself. To Ahab. One moral lesson there is this, or one lesson for me, which I've never, I'm never through learning, I see it everywhere, is the spontaneity with which Elijah moved to go present himself. He knew that the king would kill him. But because God said, he moved. And on his way, he met Obadiah, searching for water. Obadiah himself was a prophet, but he was in the staff of King Ahab. And when they met, Elijah said to Obadiah, he said, go tell the king that I am coming to see him. Something like, like that. Obadiah waited for a while. He said, what's my sin? That I should go tell the king that 
you? The moment I move to go tell the king before I turn back, the spirit of God will have whisked you away. You keep on appearing and disappearing. So why should I go tell the king? If I, if I, if I go tell the king and the king comes and, you know, and, and doesn't meet you, I'm dead. He said, as long as the Lord liveth, over there, I will appear before the king. And that meant to him that this was a serious matter. I'm here to tell somebody, you were coming to church, you didn't know that today's service will be a serious matter. Yeah. I say in the name of Jesus, this is a serious matter. Yeah. Glory be to God in the highest. We've heard God done it before. When they needed water badly. Uh, and the word of the Lord will come. He said, you won't see the rain. You won't see the wind. I will fill your valleys with water. How God will do it is his business. But go tell Ahab, I'm sending the rains. Hello. Praise the Lord. And so Elijah met Ahab. And the first thing Ahab said is this. Come on, where have you been? You troubler of Israel. Elijah said, no, sir. It is you and your father's house that are troubling Israel. He said, but sir, this is why I'm here. And the first thing he did, he said, can you invite all the priests of Baal? And the king looked at him. What, do you, what are you up to? He said, because there will be rain. And now I cannot get into the think of the king. Maybe he thought that he would get the, king, the priest of Baal to bring the rain. I don't know. But once they gathered on Mount Carmel, he was on one side, Elijah was on the other side. They were on one side, and Elijah was on the other side. He made a comment. He said, for how long addressing the whole of Israel that had gathered to see the rain? Say, for how long will you falter or vacillate between two opinions? If Baal is God, serve him. But if Jehovah be God, serve him. Can I make a declaration here today? For some of us in the church, we come to church, but our strength is not in Jesus Christ. When the sheep comes to shore, I personally had to counsel people who were told that all these years you have been waiting, you have been waiting, believing God for a husband. Don't you think it's time we go wash your head? How? Where is it in the Bible? I've counseled with people who after many years believing God for, for a child, they were told what Baba to go see and what Oriokyo or what and yet, you see them on Sundays. I have counseled people. And when I say I have, I mean I have. Oh, like everything is bleak and dry. One year, two years, three years, four years, nothing to do. And some friends, some fellow female friends, they say, is that where you're, is that where you're sitting? This person has somebody that he takes, she takes people to. Why don't you let her take you there? Your husband will get a job. And you come to church and you lift up hands and assuming there is holy hands. For how long? 
will you fall down between two opinions? He now said, you know what? Get a moor. I'll get one. Let's offer a sacrifice. The God who answers by fire, let him be God. Ladies and gentlemen, there comes a time in our Christian walk that we have to prove to the world the God that we serve. Without which, we'll be deceiving ourselves and we'll not be impressing anybody. And they got to that stage, you know, I'm just trying to bring it into the, into the context now. He said to them, you go first. You are many. And they called, 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 and started cutting themselves. You know the rest of the story. He got to a stage that uh, they were worn out. Then when it was time of the evening prayers from Jacob, it said 3 p.m., he now took the stage and he said, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the covenant-keeping God. Covenant mentality is a victory mentality. He was invoking the covenant which he had. You want to see possibilities turn around, you have to invoke the covenant which you belong to. At that time, he said to them, he said, wet the altar. They said they brought drums of water. That perplexed me for a while. And they poured on the altar. He said, do it again. He said, do it again. Three times. My question then was this. There was no water. Where did they get water from? When the world wants to prove the validity of your conviction, they will look for water anywhere. When the world wants to prove, wants to test your faith, what you think is, does not exist, they will look for it. So they had enough water to waste just to disprove the God of Elijah. But by the time he called on the covenant-keeping God, the Bible said, fire fell from heaven. But please keep it up on where we started from. God gave a promise, I will send the rain. I will send the rain. I will send the rains. At that point, they said he grows up and then they slaughtered the prophets of Baal. Then what followed is verse 41. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then Elijah said to Ahab, by the way, let me read this prayer. Let me back up to 36. Verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, covenant, let it be known, hello, this day that you are God, 
Let me ask a question. What did God feel that day? Elijah will be dead. But he's a covenant-keeping God. He will never fail you. Oh, no, you're amen. You're amen. Uh, I understand. But let me tell you again, you're a child of God. If you are born again, if you are born again, you are a child of God. God will not fail you. Okay. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, and hear me that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Now we can begin to see signs are for unbelievers. When they see, conviction will come. When they see there are many situations where the world is asking, where is your God? But God says, I will send the rain. And the world is waiting to receive the rain. But Elijah was at the center of it all. Just like you in your situation. Now, when all the people, verse 39, saw it, they fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, know the rest of the story. Now, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. For there is the sound of abundance of rain. You know, I was preparing this. I was saying, how do I sound? I like to tell you who you are. I like to tell you what you have. He said, this is prophetic. And I prophesy. That's the sound of abundance of rain. There's a sound. As against what obtains now, there's a sound in the name of Jesus. Of a complete turnaround. In the name of Jesus. There's a sound. There's a sound. There's a sound. Of abundance of rain. And it begins now. It begins now. It begins now. What he has promised he will do. He will never leave. He will never forsake. He's on your side. He's for you. He's with you. There's a sound. Of abundance of rain. I said, there's the sound of abundance of rain. There is the sound of abundance of rain. As I was declaring that, he reminded me the very scripture that I read from Her Excellency's book. He said, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. For us and for many, it will look like a dream. I said there's a sound of abundance of peace. There's a sound of abundance of joy. There's a sound of abundance of victory. There's a sound of abundance of blessing. I said there's a sound of abundance in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. But guess what? 
He looked at him and said, <laughs> Sir, go and eat. Go and drink. But there are problems. I said, go eat, go drink. There's a sound of abundance. And you know another thing that surprised me? The king believed. Why? He has seen fire fall from heaven. And I began to ask myself the question. I said, from the time that God gave the promise until now, so many things happened. How come Elijah didn't just go quickly and say, Rain! Rain, rain, come again. No. No. First he met Obadiah. Then he met Elijah. The one thing that I noticed, he never reversed what was said. He maintained it. And one thing he did, he got the people to agree that God would do what he says. How? When they saw fire, they shout, Jehovah is God. God will use you to convince the world, to persuade even the atheists and the agnostics that there is no God like a covenant-keeping God. So the king hastened and started moving. Then the Bible tells us that while the king now got on his chariot to go and settle down, believing the same person that he was looking for to kill. Let me say this. In the same place where they saw you as a rebel, in that same place, they will celebrate the God you serve. The Bible says when the ways of a man are pleasing to God, even his very enemies will seek his friendship. The time of a favor has just started. In the name of Jesus. But whilst the king moved to go, the Bible says Elijah went up the mountain. <laughs> and what did he do? He bowed his head. Jacob was there. The first thing you notice is this. Apostle. Prayer is humility. It's a place where you know that you cannot do it by your power. But hear me, church. Hasn't God promised? He decreed the promise. And while the people were preparing to receive, he was in the place of intercession. Uh, I used to wonder, I tried many sitting posture to find out how he could put his head between his knees. It was difficult for me until Holy Ghost said, kneel down. <laughs> said, now bow your head. Oh, I can see my head going, under, going between my knees. But hasn't God promised 
Then that brings you to a, to a very, very important junction. Has God ever promised you anything personally? Is there anything in your life for which you know God has promised and you are wondering, ah, ah, how will it be? Or you are saying, when will it be? The Bible said, he decreed, he declared what God has said. And he went, bowed his head in prayer. After a while, he he called his servant. He said, go look. Go up and check for a cloud. For the cloud. He came back. Guess what he said? Nothing. Nothing has changed. Go up. He came back again. Nothing. Go again. Nothing. But God has promised. The Bible says. On the seventh time, the servant came back. Said, "There's a cloud, as small as a man's hand, rising out of the sea." So Elijah said, "Go tell Ahab now. Prepare your chariot." And go down before the rain stops you. There is coming the rain. After seven times, go again. I say, go again. Has God spoken? Go again. Oof. Oh, I believe. I believe. Thank you, Jesus. I believe. Whether it is personal, whether it's a family thing. I believe. Whether it's a local assembly stuff, I believe. Whether it's a tribal stuff, I believe. Whether it's a national stuff, I believe. Whether it's a generational stuff, I believe. As long as God has spoken, I believe. Go again. Go again. Now tell him to run the rain so that the rain doesn't stop him. Can I say this to you? The very thing for which you have been crying is coming in an overwhelming manner. But that's the nature of the God we serve. He said, the thief comes to but for to kill, to steal, to destroy. But I'm come that you may have what? Life. And how do you have it? There's a sound of abundance. In the name of Jesus, there's a sound of abundance. But that's the pattern of our God. Guess what? You know that as a born-again Christian, the least in terms of effectiveness of a prayer is this. He said, what do you mean? Check the book of James. Check the book of James, chapter 5. Elijah was a man like you. And he prayed and he sealed the heavens. He prayed again and he opened the heaven. So if a child of God, this is the, this is the least expected of the results of our prayers. And that's in line with the way Jesus has taught us. Of all born of women, none. It's as great as John the Baptist. But in the kingdom.
kingdom of God is the least of them. The least expected of you is more than the best of them. The rains came. One great moral lesson is found in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, which is pretty similar to our promise this morning. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, please help me. If you can believe, that means that there are certain things that you never thought could turn around, and they are starting today. In the name of Jesus. To him who believe, come on, help me. I said, to him we believe. Again, to him we believe. What sin have I committed that you are asking me to go tell Ahab? But why? From where is it coming from? Elijah? This is where I'm going, ladies and gentlemen. I have one more thing to just hear. Elijah knew that his life was in danger. God has spoken. And on the strength of that, he was moving. Elijah would not allow anything out of his mouth, contrary to that, no matter how much you warn him, no matter how much you tell him. Because he's heard God. And I realize that when God promises, it's a covenant commitment from him. Every promise of God is God's covenant commitment. And he will never break his covenant. So, from the side of God, no problem. After all, we read in the Bible that all our promises in Him are what? Yea and Amen. Hallelujah. And so He never said anything contrary. If anything, He settled it on His knees. I'm reminded of this story as I close of the song you heard, even if it's four days late. I wrote some things down. The first time the message came to them, your friend Lazarus is dying. Guess what? Jesus said, because disciples were there, and as natural as it be, oh, he's dying. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but it is for the glory of God. Guess what happened? He contained it with his word. The next time you hear anything visibly going in in the conversation was when, was it Thomas that said, let us all go that we might all die with him. Jesus never responded. He didn't respond. He didn't hear that. See, when God has spoken, there are certain things you don't hear. Because what the situation we keep on speaking to you. People we keep on speaking the situation to you. But once God has spoken and you have heard, there are certain things you don't hear anymore. You don't even need to respond. Because to respond is to is to is, is yes, it's to have heard. And the next thing we heard from that story was when Martha came. said, if you had been here, you wouldn't have died. Then Martha said, but I know that whatever you ask the Lord, he will hear you. Words. 
Then they are in the dialogue. He got to his place. And Jesus said, do you believe? He said, I believe that he will resurrect at the end of time. Oh, okay, now, but we're not on the same page exactly. But in all this, Jesus never said anything contrary. Why did he wait four days? I can't explain, but I can explain this way. If God does not move, Jesus will not move. John 5.19 Why do marvel at what you see? Where is what I hear my father say that I say what I see him do is what I do. John 5.30 It's what he does that I do. So why are you marveling? You will see more works. Come on John 10.38 My father and I are one. If he doesn't move, don't move. If God doesn't raise the dead, how can I raise the dead? But if God says it, The Mary came, the same thing. But this time around, instead of talking, he groaned in the spirit. When he saw her weeping, he wept and he said, he must love these people. Oh yes, he did love them. So where is he laid? Everything he said was towards what he will do. Was towards what God has said and God is doing. So roll away the stone. So he's thinking now. Can I address? I don't know the situation that he's thinking. Some things have never happened before. But this is not before. Before, it wasn't me. Today is me. Before, I don't know the God they believed. But I believe they believed God. But I believe they believe in God. Wait for this time to pass before you conclude. I feel the fire now. Roll away the stone. By now he's thinking. He didn't respond. Which means he didn't hear. Instead, I thank you, Father. That you have heard me. But you see, Father, you always hear me. Of course, it's the covenant. But for the sake of these ones that they may believe, is why he didn't respond to his thinking. He spoke to the Father. He didn't respond to his thinking. He spoke to the situation. Lazarus. Come. And suddenly, the skeptics were converted. I said, the miracle of God coming to pass in your life will convert many. In the name of Jesus. God has spoken. Let the church. I say God has spoken. The least the church can do is what? Him shall we rise. In your death situation, 
in your irritating situation, in your annoying situation, in what seemed like it had never been done before, God has spoken. There's a sound of abundance. I want you to lift up your hands and settle some matters straight away with the Lord. Take just two minutes to settle it. Two minutes. Why? You are a covenant child of God to have access. Is it a personal matter? Is it as it concerns you or your marriage or your children? Your health? Your assignment in life? I prophesy an abundance in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, yes. It's not a man that should lie, not a son of man that should repent. If he has said it, he will do it. If his mother has spoken it, he will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So God Corinthians 4 13 say that is it I mean uh, as it is written, I believe so I speak. We also believe so we speak. Why? Because we have that same spirit, the spirit of faith. Conviction to declaration. I'm so convinced that you will hear it in everything I say. Father, we give you praise. I agree with you. I join my faith with your faith in the name of Jesus. Because whatever two of us shall agree concerning touching, it shall be done. In the name of Jesus. I say in pleasant places, let the lines begin to fall for you. I know, I mean it. Let the lines begin to fall for you. In the name of Jesus. I said, let the double leaf gates begin to fling open for you. In the name of Jesus. Let the crooked begin to be straightened in the name of Jesus. I still let the rough begin to get smoothing out in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. You are a covenant child of God. God cares about you. He cares about what concerns you. He has settled the matter concerning you. You will finish well. In the name of Jesus. You will return with a testimony. I say in the name of Jesus, you will return. If you are the one, let your amen be the loudest. In the name of Jesus, I will return. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.